In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Fetish Up Podcast, where season man meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in the world, which uh, the world went ahead and changed last night, didn't it? This is what I have heard. <laughs> this is what I am seeing and reading. On the internet. On yeah, the internet. The Weeknd has a new album, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, I told Amanda that there are two things that have been making me laugh in all of the very scary news, and one of them if y'all at home have not looked at the weekend's tweets announcing his, okay, so the I weekend have not. take me through the... it. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> so the weekend was I actually have them right in front of me because I've been sending them to everyone. Um, oh my god! So the weekend was teasing that today he was gonna like announce his new album or a tour <laughs> or whatever. So yeah. as Russia is like invading the Ukraine, the weekend the weekend tweets. What a journey. We're finally here. New tweet. It's finally here. It's time. Tomorrow. New tweet. Let's go. New tweet. Tomorrow. Just pictures of the globe over and over and over again. So oh it looked God. pretty bad. Um, and he had to tweet out again after all of those. He's had to say, unfortunately, I am just now seeing what's happening with the conflict. And we'll pause on tomorrow's announcement. Oh <laughs> I pray, my I pray for everyone's safety. But it did look for a brief moment, the weekend had tweeted, let's go, just as Putin was invading Ukraine. <laughs> it, it literally was side to side. Like, I feel like one thing I saw yep. breaking, but first, bo- like, mm-hmm. shells. And then the next one is like, let's go. <laughs> Tomorrow, globe, 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 globe emoji. It's like, oh, no, Abel. Not great Abel. timing for Abel. And then... The other thing that's been making me laugh is that Louis C.K. was scheduled to perform in Kiev this weekend. Yes, he was. You think they're canceling that? So It did. It did finally get postponed as of this morning, I read. (laughs) It has been postponed. The man stays canceled. (laughs) Or some would say this is the first time he's been canceled. Yeah, that's true. He's finally really canceled. That's what it took to finally cancel Louis C.K. was a land war in Europe. Yep. Yep. Not jerking off in front of people without their permission. Scheduling well, a comedy show. Well, if it's postponed, it seems like they're going to do it again. That's true. That's true. I don't know. This seems like it could be a prolonged affair or just uh, some people that bought tickets aren't going to be there. Because he wasn't on. canceled. It was postponed. Well, well, no things are settled down when Louis returns to Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> but remember during the pandemic when at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. when things were postponed? And yeah. still have not happened. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like my yeah, I was like, oh yeah, in two weeks, my show in April will be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have to cancel my show. Yeah, rest of your teenage self still postponed. Uh- <laughs> I've noticed as I've as I've like gotten more into like wedding planning, I've like been looking at like photographers and stuff that did my venue and. It is crazy how many people just secretly went on and ahead and had their weddings in like March and April and May. And you know what? I I don't know what they did to be safe, but it felt crazy at that time. And I thought you definitely had to cancel everything. But it's like nobody posted on Instagram, but there are tons of tons of weddings that that went down there. Anyway, I think, I think people gross. just silently did it. But but also it's like. After the initial rush, all of these contracts had like postponement yes, things in them. But right. I think a lot of those initial people, like their yeah. contracts were not built to get any of their money back. So, yeah, like, yeah. and uh, some some people were crappy about that. And so it's like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really judge them. Like you yeah. can see like lots of empty, lots of empty chairs and stuff, but it was just like very dissonant. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like sirens oh, no. the whole time. I judge them. Don't fucking have your wedding in a pandemic. I, I would have canceled mine April 2020 if it had a lot of people, but um, you know, that's me. Here we are. Yeah. So let's get into what has happened last night and the early morning. Last night saw the most significant European war event in 80 years since the end of World War II. You probably saw some videos this morning depicting Russian forces cross into the border while Russian planes and missiles attacked more than a dozen Ukrainian cities and airports in an attempt to demilitarize the country. I mean, if you've looked at sort of maps at what's happened overnight, it's crazy. They came in from every angle, and they are they are bombing a bunch of cities. The fighting has now gone well beyond the territories Putin has tried to dispute. But I heard some Ukrainians throughout the evening and this morning warn against even indulging that these areas are held by pro-Russian separatists. That gives Russia's alleged claim to the area too much credit when they've really used their own military to build up a, quote, separatist presence there. Um, Mm. So it sort of implies that there is there are Ukrainians that are on board with this and it's kind of become their own civil war. That's not what's happening. This isn't Russia going in to protect their own. This is Russia invading a sovereign nation. There's actually so much just embedded in even how mainstream news covers this that is Mm. pro-Russian talking points. There are lots of landmines. It's pretty scary. Yeah, it's really interesting to see, um, as I've been trying to, like, read more and educate myself, um, one thing I've been seeing from Ukrainians specifically, and especially, like, Ukrainian journalists, is just to be on the lookout for how much Russian misinformation makes its way just into our mainstream media. And Mm -hmm. as we know, Mm -hmm. Russia is really, really skilled at spreading Mm. its talking points and things like that and even something as simple as being like as the as talk as referring to these group these separatist groups as legitimate is actually not really true because as you said amanda russia is funding these groups to do what they're doing they wouldn't really naturally be doing this or at least they wouldn't naturally be doing this on the level that they are you know and i i think that like This is the harm of kind of quote unquote both sides journalism Mm -hmm. is that like sometimes like a lot of there are no both sides or like you have to it's hard because you don't want to have a completely biased approach to reporting. But at the same time, it's like 
we need some factor. We need a fact check and we need to call out people for lies. And like, mm. this is like Trump and the right times a million because they've been so skilled and they've been doing it so long. Like you were saying, Elise, like they are so skilled at this. Like we have problems with our fucking low level entry level misinformation. People that have just been starting the lies for the past five, 10 years that like somebody as skilled as Russia like we're we're getting clobbered in the in the press because uh, you know we're, we yeah. we we have to report both sides. It has to be equal and fair, and it's just like mm-hmm. these people are lying. Well, it yeah. sounds like a lot of what has sort of led to this moment in the first place is just like not taking seriously enough what a threat Russia and Putin were, and that they were going to mm-hmm. stop at nothing to like realize this <laughs> this like wet dream of an of a renewed Soviet Union. And it 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 is it feels really surreal that this moment that we always hoped would not come feels like he this is what he wants. I mean, this is sort of like changed the world order where you don't this sort of like vaguely Western world order where you don't invade other countries that are sovereign. And he's the language that he's using. He's trying to suggest that it is not sovereign and these are areas that belong to Russia in some way. But that's just not accurate. And luckily, people are calling it out. Yeah, I mean, it can't be understated that. Really, what Putin wants to do is reform the Soviet Union. Maybe it wouldn't be communist. Maybe it wouldn't be called the Soviet Union or whatever. But he wants to return Russia to the glory that he considers the peak of that time was for them um, when they were, you know, the co-world superpower up against the United States. And like, that's what he's aiming to do. And we're not going to be able to like, we're not going to stop him from that. He's not going to stop wanting to do that via diplomacy. Maybe he can stop it via some of this economic stuff that we're doing. Like maybe he'll see that Russia can't reach that if we're choking them off economically. Hopefully that is what works, but that is his end goal is to like restore the Russian Federation. I know this is like a very basic question, but like, why can't he just get over it? Why can't they just get over well, it? <laughs> this is the problem. He's a just KGB guy. Yeah. It's good. It runs deep for him. <laughs> it's personal. It's, like it's personal. Per- well, this is what it's I wonder. Again, I, I am a, a bit ignorant on these, but it's like what Putin is a man of a certain age. I think he's 69. He probably has a lot more time left. But, you know, what happens? Does he have people right under him that are just as invigorated and like just as ready to pursue this with the same the same strong motivation? I guess so. Oof. I mean, I'm sure he that he, to. yeah, I'm sure that he does. But I also don't think Putin is the type of person who thinks beyond his own like leadership. Like Putin mm-hmm. is at this point, Putin wants to be like a guy who rules Russia until his he's totally. in the grave. And then they put his weird corpse <laughs> in a like mausoleum. Or, yeah, exactly. Like he <laughs> did in Siberia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that. that's what he wants for himself. So. I'm sure he has some protégés. I don't know if he gives two shits about any of them because like it's just so yeah, it's just so interesting because he sent a tweet that kind of got at this Millie, but I feel like we have used the argument that, you know, decapitating the power structure of like of a dangerous organization is great. As long as you can do that, let's always kill the guy on top. But it's like, I don't why didn't why is this guy still walking? What's going on? Yeah. Just it seems feels- like we've we've killed a lot. I know this is probably an ignorant take, and the backlash would be like immediate. I mean, night now this man's throwing around terms like nuclear state. So yeah, yeah. that's so scary. Well, also too, I um, I'm just wondering like the precedent that 
this is going to set because I know that, you know, China and ta- and um, exactly. and Taiwan have uh, issues like this and Ch- Russia and China are allies. And, you know, maybe we can cut off we can cut off Russia and do like economic sanctions. But mm. what no. the fuck are we going to do? What are our influencers going to do if China's cut off? <laughs> exactly. Where is half of our fashion going to come from? I know. Where will we get our sheen? Um, I mean, as we predicted or as experts predicted, Putin waited until the day after the Winter Olympics ended to do his invasion because friends don't do geopolitical crises during other friends reputation laundering parties. Yeah, exactly. we predicted this. Yes, we predicted this on Betcha's stuff. I thought it would come on February twentieth, and uh, and it did. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So this is another weird factor. Despite some Russian officials' claims, they've been claiming again as their pretext for war that there is genocide against Russians in Ukraine and they need to be freed from the Nazis. This is not happening. This is the kind of fake news and misinformation that sounds very obviously sets off an alarm, but it's that stuff like, you know, referring to separatists too liberally that, Mm. that doesn't, which is kind of scary when you're talking about this. But this is not happening. Ukraine's president is Jewish. Mm-hmm. There are no Nazis uh, keeping Russians in in Ukraine, and we'll get to 
how fucked up this comparison is because this is not just Russian. The other people parroting this line from Russian officials are people on Fox News and Republicans in Congress, which is lovely. Of course. But speaking of Vladimir Zelensky, who, if you don't remember, Vladimir Zelensky played a president on TV. In a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. He's a comedian. president. (laughs) I have so much love in my heart for poor Vladimir Zelensky. This could be your story, Who played the president in a comedy. And now, like, just by luck of the draw. Elise, Elise, what's the name of the show that you voice? I'm just saying. (laughs) It could happen. That's the thing. I think that's why this is hitting me. I think that's why this is hitting me is that I say it could happen to me. I could become the president. I could become the president. And then through no faults of my own, everyone starts bullying me. Yeah. From Donald Trump to Putin. Everyone's being so mean to me. Has not caught a break. Yeah. And. I just, you know, first of all, I feel like you might have smoked too much weed to actually become president, but whatever. <laughs> you don't know how I'm much like, weed Zelensky smoked. True. Um, but also, uh, I'm just keep going back to impeachment one. Exactly. It's crazy. Impeachment, impeachment one. Impeachment one. Like, <laughs> where, and like all these fucking Republicans acted like it wasn't a big deal. And it was like. And they're uh, sticking to it. They're still like Marjorie Taylor Greene is basically out there being like, so why, why are we really not on Russia's side anyway? Are they that bad? Like this Tucker is Carlson too. The bombs that are falling. I am not like reaching here. The bombs that are falling onto Ukrainian cities. Donald Trump wanted to withhold protection for, for Ukrainians from this type of. From Literally. These, they've been shelled for since 2014. These families that live in these areas have, have dealt with this. These, this is exactly what Donald Trump tried to take away from Ukraine, the resources that they have to defend themselves. There are children going to school with, with their blood types written in cards in case they get bombed. And this man was with Vladimir Zelensky on the phone saying, I'd like you to do us a favor, though. These Republicans should look like such clowns in retrospect for not voting to impeach, but they, they do, I guess they don't to their base. Uh, it's I just don't... too much clownery. Yeah. It's a fucking circus. It's like, a circus. It's a, of course it's a, it's a circus. Clown it's like January 6th, this, that. It's just, it's crazy. And it's like, you know, I read something and it's just like, you know, Republicans, some Republicans, this is what they want. They want authoritarian, authoritarianism. How mm-hmm. do you say it? Yeah, you got it. And, and they have like, I mean, we we constantly are talking about like, the lack of regard for human life Mm -hmm. that the right displays you know it's so crazy that they say the right to life in their pro-choice stuff or their um pro uh anti-abortion shit but it's so crazy these people have no regard for life they they don't value any lives that aren't like the exact like Mm -hmm. white supremacist like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's crazy to me uh so this shouldn't be surprising but it's always like wow you guys really don't give a fuck about anybody you will Mm -hmm. say the most incendiary things to get attention and all this shit you preach about democracy is a lie or not a lie but like well yeah i mean we and and we keep coming up against it time and time again but there's a fascist a fully fascist wing of the republican party at this point and now we have a situation where Major Republicans, whether they be actual elected officials or someone like Tucker Carlson, who has the most watched opinion news show in this country, going out there and saying stuff that's pro Putin. I mean, Tucker Carlson, I read a really good piece about like it was in the bulwark, I think, about Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson and what he's been doing on his show to like get his audience to be pro Putin. And 
they're what a crazy sentence. I mean, it's so it's really, really crazy that this is airing on Fox News at nightly, and he is basically standing for a fascist dictator on his show. And there's a history of in this article they talked about that there was a famous conservative radio host back in the day who stand for Hitler over, during World War II, and like. Yeah. You know, he did not have the reach that Tucker Carlson has. And now we have someone, you know, we start from there. And now we have someone who's on, again, the most watched news program in our country saying stuff that we should be supporting Vladimir Putin attacking another country. It's right. really disturbing. It's almost, and I think that the the su- gentle suggestion that you can't help that that article's author couldn't help but make is like, how do you be so anti-Biden that you become pro-Putin? I'm yeah. starting to suspect the only explanation is that you are pro-Putin. Like, you are being funded by the Russian government. The stuff mm. he is saying is so fucking dangerous. Everybody well, on Tulsi Fox Gabbard. News is an ally of Putin. At various times this week, he has compared Russian tanks invading Ukraine to immigrants invading the U.S. border. He's like, what's the oh difference? My God. What's the difference? What's it matter if there are tanks going in? They can do whatever they want. Uh, asylum, which many people are, uh, it goes without saying, but is a human right. Uh, and invading another country is a war crime. So that's the difference, Tucker. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> I have. Okay. <laughs> but it's just what? like, it's, it's, it's sick. Yeah. And Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene being like, they, because now this anti-Ukraine talking point has had almost two years, more, actually exactly two years to sort of fester in the party Mm -hmm. because of the first impeachment so there's sort of precedent for them having this weird anti-ukraine anti-ukraine talking point yeah but they're they're parroting the nazi stuff too well i think what's particularly scaring or disturbing for me is that to some extent which is well on one end it's like I kind of feel like Tucker doesn't even believe this shit or like just like they talk shit about vaccines and they're all vaccinated. They deep down maybe know that like aren't as extreme as they say they are. But again, it's all about incendiary. It's all about shock. But there are millions of people that really take everything that he says at face value, like and are organizing around it. And it, it frightens me when we think about um like midterms and upcoming elections on who's getting who's getting more impassioned and more radicalized and is organizing more and who's getting disenfranchised and kind of discouraged and all this you know like i'm i'm certainly seeing like it's it's disturbing to me because i'm like oh fuck like a lot of stuff that we wanted Biden to complete, you know, in terms of like student loan debt and 15, whatever. I can see a lot of people getting discouraged by that. Mm-hmm. But then on the right, we have this this wing that's so fucking radicalized and like pro-Putin. And it's like, <laughs> well, we got to get these people out to vote. Like, I know. It's, it's so crazy. I feel the same way where it's like, you know. I'm a very progressive person. I haven't been in love with like the past year of the Biden administration. But then it's like, you see this stuff. and Like, I want to be able to focus on pushing right. Biden to can. the left and like getting Medicare for all, which is, I think, really, really important, all this stuff. And then it's like stuff like this happens and you remember, oh, shit, we have actually a fascist wing. We actually have to defeat fascist people in our own government. And, mm-hmm. the you know, that, that they're maybe being you know, are, are allying with an extremely powerful foreign government. So, 
Yeah, it's really scary. It's like our boat is just like filling up with water and we just keep trying to get it out and keep trying to get it out. But it's like we get it and then we because we want to like, I don't know, get something off the floor. But we can't because we never see the floor. We can never just like be normal and and move forward because we're constantly. And I mean, I think that. The Republican talking point has also been, we, we got to this yesterday, that Biden hasn't come out strong enough against them. And I don't think Republicans are in good faith, but I also think there's plenty of room, as Ukrainians have pointed out, to wonder why Biden didn't impose stricter sanctions sooner. I think that Ukrainians have been saying for years now, but definitely the past few weeks or months, that you need to impose sanctions to discourage the, the action. Uh, if you wait this long, then now it's already happened. And yes, of yeah. course, you can choke it off. But there are 40 soldiers dead. Uh, there are people that have had to leave. There are lines at borders. There are traumatized kids. There are people hiding in subways with their pets. It's I, And I'm not saying Biden could have prevented that with a single move. But like you said, Elise, it's like it's hard because this president has everything working against him. And you need him to be perfect 100% of the time to have a strong case against all of their bur- bullshit. And of course, he's not because nobody is. But yeah. yeah, and I guess, you know, just to, you know, honor what we've said on this show, that is actually like a big issue of Biden. Like the Biden administration is that they are very reactionary. Yeah. They wait till, th- you know, they, they wait to till things, which, you know, at the same in the same breath, it's like, OK, well, imagine if we had Trump for president right now, oh my God. like it would only escalate. Whereas like the other side is like Biden is a little bit too reactionary. He waits till things get really bad to do something, you know, yeah. and like that is just the overall criticism that we've had sent. And like it, it's unfortunate that it's manifesting in this really difficult conflict. But I feel like that is that was like a big you know, something that was really attractive to moderates Mm. is that he is so reactionary. He waits, see this and that, where if we've had somebody a little bit more radical, like a Bernie or like even Elizabeth Warren or something, who's like, maybe it wouldn't have gotten this far, but a lot, you know, that made so many of, so many moderates nervous. So yeah, it's tough. I think that, yeah, I, (laughs) my theory is that Putin was like, Jen, the only person that maybe made him a little nervous was Angela Merkel. And now that she's retired, he's like, here I go. This Olaf guy doesn't I mean, there might be a little bit something to that. (laughs) Angela. Winter Olympics are over. Angela's gone. Do you guys know the story where she's scared of dogs and he once brought his dog to their meeting? To scare her? To scare her, yeah. And there are pictures and like you can tell she's scared. Yeah, like a piece piece of He's such a, yeah, he's, that's such a like shitty man's move. (laughs) He didn't like, didn't he like poison a political like opponent? He's poisoning everybody. Yeah, he's he's poisoning Alexei Navalny like multiple times. Multiple times. (laughs) He regularly poisons. There's nothing he won't do. Yeah, didn't he steal the U.S. election for Donald Trump? <laughs> that happened. Well, I'm pretty sure he did that too. So, well, didn't he oh. annex Crimea? Like, like what has what hasn't the man done? He's doing yeah, whatever he, he keeps wants. Saying, you know, I'm not gonna. So, for a little sort of like practicality, because I definitely was like this morning, like how how do we see all these areas of bombing, but they're saying that there hasn't been collateral damage yet. I mean, it's hard to imagine that with the scale of the bombing, but they say they're going after airports, they're going after borders, they're going after places where people should not be right now or wouldn't be expected to be. But like I said, uh, I don't think they're being that discriminate. They're killing whatever Ukrainians they see. They're trying to destroy those areas and um, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Huh. Do we have any lighter news, like a housewife who said a racial slur? Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. You know, someone who's done a Kardashian who's done blackface. Well, what I didn't, I didn't have time to add. I, you know what I wanted to talk about today was the golf player. Yeah. <laughs> Should we oh, take lightning, a break to lightning. do the golf player who who yeah. said? Uh, I'll you want to talk this about quote. this deeply, so d- please do it. Well, all I I Go just ahead. think it's hilarious. Let me. I didn't put it in the outline, but I can find it in our I'm notes because I sent it to you guys. Was, but there was a joke. No, this is insane because it's more just like men. What are you doing? It's just like yeah. men not really caring that they're they're. Their personal like pet projects, like a new Soviet Union or a better PGA tour, uh, maybe shouldn't cause human suffering. So there's a huge golf player, Phil Mickelson. He is apologizing for comments he made about Saudis helping uh, launch a new golf league. He is quoted as saying on a radio show, basically like why he would even work with them. I'm going to read his direct quote. We do need this laugh before we get into our next story, which is also dark as hell. On the Saudis, he said, they're scary motherfuckers to get involved with. They killed Washington Post reporter Jamal Khashoggi, and they have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> because like, golf. You know what? I, at first I was like, okay, yeah. And then it's like, oh. <laughs> but have you seen... The space where we're going to put this golf course. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, he just, it's, he's a parody of himself listing all of the excellent reasons not to support a Saudi-backed golf league because, you know, he doesn't like the PGA for, for whatever reason. He Maybe he has good reasons. But either way, uh, one of his big sponsors has pulled out. Just an insane thing to say. But it's just such a good reflect. I just think he told on so many people with that where it's like, oh, yeah, we know. We know. We know. We know yeah, all the It's a quiet things. part out loud but look situation. At, qu- exactly. But look at what we could do. Look at what we could do for golf. Very- oh, God. <laughs> for golf. There's a genocide, but we could have a wonderful Olympics. Like, yeah. Out of control. So before I went to bed last night, there was another story I saw. We all saw. That was so horrifying. I, I never thought we would wake up to a story overshadowing it. And that is that Texas Governor Greg Abbott's letter has written a letter deputizing residents to report parents of trans kids who give permission for gender-affirming medical care to report them for child abuse. Abbott continued that those who fail to report instances of minors receiving gender-affirming medical care could face, quote, criminal penalties. The directive was part of this letter that Abbott, who's a Republican, obviously, sent Tuesday to the Department of Family and Protective Services, calling on it to, quote, conduct a prompt and thorough investigation of any reported instances of minors undergoing elective procedures for gender transitioning. Abbott did not come up with this idea all on his own. His letter follows an opinion released Monday by the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who sort of led the effort by states to overturn the election, notably. Uh-huh. <laughs> that uh, which And has that a allowing, primary coming up. Has a primary. They both do on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And his opinion stated that allowing minors to receive transition care such as puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgery is child abuse under state law. And as Lee said, both men face competitive Republican primaries on Tuesday. And advocates say the letters have no teeth and no sort of like legal weight. But uh, obviously, they they spread false information. They terrify and traumatize trans kids, really make parents fearful. And these people are calling in fake complaints or illegitimate complaints to Child Protective Services, which has a lot to deal with in Texas. Um, yeah. Does... Can Texas go through a winter without like the entire grid freezing? Like there are actual like problems? legitimate problems that they're dealing with, and it's not just trans kids. Yeah, no, um, yeah. I'm like, it's also crazy because some of the stuff that they're listing, like 
the hormone blockers and stuff like that. That's actually like my understanding is part of that helps these kids like stop puberty so that they can kind of gather themselves and and figure out actually how they want to proceed medically. And, you know, like if they were to stop taking them, then the hormone they wouldn't it wouldn't be blocked anymore. So it's like they're actually stopping non-permanent medical care from going forward too that's just designed to like mm-hmm. help a kid who's maybe experiencing dysphoria or trying to mm. figure out their gender identity maybe they're not even trans they're gender fluid and they don't exactly know like mm. what would feel best for them like these are medicines that are designed to help them make and this very important decision quote unquote i think that's that's such a good point i think what republicans want is this they want to promote this idea I don't even know how to say it in a way that's not like graphic and terrible, but I think they want to promote this idea that just parents en masse are are bringing their children in to get like in, in what Republicans to get sex changes. It, what yeah. Republicans would say, which is not happening. Even the things no. that you mentioned are, you know, I saw a tweet that sort of went viral yesterday saying, you know, how come they want to force a twelve-year-old to have a baby, um, but then they won't let a twelve-year-old take take hormone blockers and somebody who is an advocate in the space just gently pointed out like you know we're, we're not even necessarily always doing that at 12 like there are a lot of steps that can be considered and that are different for everybody and it's just like so hypocritical because then what are you going to do are you going to report the parents who's like who bring their kids to get nose jobs at 16 who, like yeah. who got their ears pinned back at 16 i know people that got breast yeah. reductions at 16 what about what about the parents who make decisions about their intersex newborn's genitals are you gonna are you gonna Lock them up too? Of course not. And what about parents' choice? I mean, you could not, You could. we could go all day. Right? About- it's like, it's like parents have choice. Like, you can't tell my kid anything about racism because parents should be able to choose if your kid ever hears about history that has happened. But parents can't choose the medical care for their own child at home that has been proven to be safe. <laughs> like, you can give birth control to 12-year-olds. Like, you can put a 12-year-old in conversion therapy. Which isn't you can't scientific. Get a fucking COVID vaccine. You can't tell me like to make it mandated to get a vaccine for uh, an actual mm. thing that's killing millions of people in the world. But and for me, I'm just like this is the super pessimist in me. But I'm like, do Texans even have healthcare enough to like do that? <laughs> it's like, I know it's not like we have amazing healthcare. It's all this disposable that all these income. Yeah, it's for like elective all these, procedures. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All these parents are like, but they're not even taking their kids to the fucking ER for a broken arm. Mm-hmm. Like that is this that is where we are. Millie, do you think and that could be because three point seven million children fell back into poverty after Republicans refused to help bring back the child tax credit? That's what this is what I'm saying. It's like so stupid. We have so many issues that we need, like, and Republicans don't care about solving any of them or even feigning policy or even faking it. They're just create issues that aren't there or that, and you know, I don't, on one end, I'm like, this younger younger kids like younger kids they have a different relationship with gender Mm -hmm. they're all exploring different genders and gender expressions and stuff like that so like um in that way i feel like maybe this is a bigger issue but on the other way i'm like how many 
children or kids are really getting these surgeries or like have even access to that level of medical care Mm -hmm. that they can't even access this shit. I don't know. And also how much of this just becomes harassing and reporting any kid that's trans or or gender non-conforming because... At this point, exactly. number one, he's trying to dep- he literally is deputizing again, like with the abortion bill, all citizens to report on these things. Um, people are not extremely knowledgeable about trans issues. So my guess is some ignorant person just sees a trans kid who's allowed to be trans, even if they're not taking hormone blockers, even if they haven't done any of the like medical accompaniment to that. And suddenly their parents are reported to CPS. Yeah. You know, and I now they've the got dysphoria. A- if you're not trans, <laughs> and just some parent thinks that you don't present exactly how properly, how you yeah, think like they a- should for a for a child of a specific gender, and they're yeah, calling no. your parents, and like, like I hope these advocates are correct, and these doesn't have any practical impact. But of course, it's traumatizing if these dudes get win their primaries on Tuesday, which they probably will. They're just sort of they're just emboldened. Oh, and just in time for all of this, CPAC starts later today. That's so, I am, I, I found that out and immediately messaged Amanda. It was like 7.30 a.m. And I was like, Hilarious. I, I cannot believe it. But CPAC begins today. Speeches from Donald Trump, Don Jr., Madison Cawthorn, Lauren Bobert, and Matt Gates, All of the people that we really need to hear from right now. Classic. Really heal, heal Classic. the nation. Well, speaking of healing the nation in midterms and, and primaries, Madison Cawthorn, like, yesterday said, like, yeah, no, yesterday he was like, we need to make, um, we need to, like, uh, delete Social Security so older people can work again. <gasps> and it's like, yes, keep going. Let's get, yeah, like, like keep talking about current Adams, Madison Cawthorn, 2024. Everybody go back the fuck to work. Yeah, oh everyone go back to work. Oh, Eric gosh. Adams, what a worst. rough one. What a rough one. No Pop Culture Thursdays for us this week. But I also, on that note, I wanted to give a quick programming note for March. So we're going to try something a little bit different with our schedule in March. We've engaged with you all a lot over the past year about how often you want to have this podcast, and you've given such great feedback. We want to make sure our podcast is published in a way and at a frequency that works for you, our existing audience, but also provides an accessible way for new audiences to check us out. Maybe for, you know, 45-minute episodes might feel like quite a barrier to entry. And we just want to make sure that our best episodes with our best content have the opportunity to shine in your feed and in your ears So in March, we're going to experiment with releasing this podcast three times a week. I still think that's rather generous (laughs) instead Mm -hmm. of four. We might start skipping a day when we feel like that's necessary, but we're going to, I'm going to finalize all this and I'll have very specific, um, a schedule for you on Monday because I know you guys like to know what to expect. No more hosts are going anywhere for the time being. Brian did get a very big promotion at Betches. Huge promotion. He's now the big video boss. Um, So he has, he's extremely busy and won't be joining us as a full-time host, but he's definitely going to join us pretty frequently as a guest. He's going to come on um, a bunch next month and here and there. And we'll have, you know, fun guests from Betches and elsewhere as well. So the best way to get more episodes of The Sup, if that's what you want, is to tell your friends about us. Word of mouth is the best way to grow. We can do more if people are listening and more people are listening. So to help us do that, make sure you've given us a five-star rating in Apple and Spotify. We really need Spotify ratings. Uh, I think we've been sleeping on those, so get some Spotify ratings. And if you want on Apple, leave a detailed review about what you like about the show. People really read reviews, and they'll read a bad one that's in bad faith and maybe get turned off. So, you know, tell write down what you actually like so people have, you know, some context for what, what we do here every day. 
Yay! You guys have to review Yay. yourselves. And thank you for all you do, Amanda. To keep oh, that's nice. Podcast. Thank you, so Amanda. Good. Such a great boss, such a great oh. segue writer. Content creator. That's what I was fishing for. We're actually going to yeah. go up an episode, yeah. but uh, I just uh, wanted... We're reading from the outline, Millie yeah. and I. Uh, Amanda wrote this for us. Amanda said, yeah, no, Amanda did say that our paychecks will be withheld yes. if we don't compliment it. Precisely, precisely. Yes. Uh, that is our show. We will be back Monday. Elise is going to be with me Monday, and we have a guest Very on exciting. It'll be fun, and uh, we'll all be back next week until the end of Democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamarez. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.